present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, which can be best be described as a game for masochists devised by a sadist. Two teams oppose each other. They are on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. <laughs> on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and William Rushton. <laughs> Too much this game are very simple. The teams do what I tell them, and as chairman, I'm always right. So we start this week now with a, a game called Word for Word. In this round, one of the members of a team says a word, and his partner must say another word, totally unconnected with the first, and we carry on like that. The other, the other team may challenge and try and prove a connection. Now, the scoring on this is important. I score one mark per word until a correct challenge, when the challenging side takes over, two rounds each side, so that each player... Oh, there's nothing to do with you. Right. I'm going to give you a word to start you off. Graham, your word is button. Aardvark. <laughs> Too smooth. Tim challenged that. Aardvarks are very silent. <coughs> I'll, I'll accept that, yes. Yes, one thank button. you. <laughs> right. Tim, Tim you, you have the privilege of starting this next one. Incidentally... Uh, you, you have to go uh, from one team to another, so you have to pass the word to Willie, and Willie has to pass one back. I have a challenge there from... Who's that from? It's from me. I didn't know that. So can you we have know. a point? Good. Excellent. 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 I'll second another, that. You lose another mark for no. not knowing oh. the rules. <laughs> Tim, do you... That's a challenge also from... Uh, who's that from? No, from not me, from, from me. Yes. From Graham again. Uh, I know the rules now, so can I have a mark back? <laughs> Another one gone for interrupting. Now, Tim, between you and Willie, and your word is button. Clog. Garbage. Daffodils. Booze. Surgical belt. <laughs> Pump. Gerbil. Bottle. I have a, 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 a challenge there from Barry. Uh, making a gerbil in a bottle is a very old pastime. It replaced, <laughs> replaced ships years ago. Foiled again. I knew there was a connection. I've got one on my mantelpiece. Barry, it's your turn to start now, and it's between you and Graham. And the other side have to challenge. Your word is button. Africa. Man. <laughs> No, no connection no there connection at all. At all. <laughs> uh, lettuce. Gromit. <laughs> Lace. Thespian. I have a challenge from Willie Rushton. Famed thespians, Edwin Lace, who played the role of Lady Macbeth for the years. Uh, that Victoria was Paris only the stage the name, I'm sorry. That wasn't. Real name at all? No. No, no, no. Also, well, we have a bit of confusion there. I shall put this to the audience. From your applause, I will know what to do. Silence. Right, we've got it. 
right. I take back my... No, we have one more round of that. One more round of that. And, Willie, you're going to start. And your word is fly. Kneecap. <laughs> Ashtray. Barometer. Fell. <laughs> Ear plug. Dear, challenge from Graham Garden. Well, I think Earplug and Bell have a, a connection definitely there. If, if, if you were assailed by very noisy earplugs, you'd stuff a pair of bells in your ear. Right. <laughs> I heard, yes. You Even at this world. early stage, the scores reached an interesting point, and I go on to a point where I now I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme, and uh, I give the team's time now to think of silly names for people arriving at the Astronomer's Ball. For people arriving at the Astronomer's oh, great. Ball. Okay, team. We have a, a blues round now. For this round, each team gives the other team a topic for a blues, which on which they must then improvise, accompanied, of course, by Colin Sell at the piano. Graham and Barry, will you give Tim and Willie their subject, please? Uh, while they're tearing bits of paper, listeners, and discarding them, uh, the British Leyland blues we would quite like. <laughs> When I, come in, I woke up this morning, don't know why I bother, my car never starts. Oh, it never starts, man. I went down to the pub for a chat with a barmaid and a game of darts. Oh, yeah. That's it, I really did, truly did, yeah. I complained about the British motor car industry volubly. <laughs> and she said... Um, it's the same round here, dearie. They've all downed tools and I can't get the parts. Saucy little devil. Oh, dreadful. Kneecaps is connected with ashtrays. Now then, Tim and Willie, if you can remember your lines, will you give Graham and Barry a chance to, uh, uh, I mean, a, a topic for a blues? Newspapers. Hopper Foley, Hopper very, very boy. This is a difficult one, man. I believe it. Wait, you just said help. Hit him, man. Hit him, man. Hit him, man. That's why I feel blue. At this point, the score is Graham and Barry, eight and a half, and Tim and Willie, twelve and three quarters. <laughs> I have a challenge there from There's Tim. There's not a challenge, it's a question. I'm trying to think of astronomers. Uh, can we mention Uranus? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hump. Give me a chance to introduce my buzzer, with which I shall censor anything which doesn't read my approval. Now, we're going to play the old-fashioned parlour game of sardines. For oh. this, one of the panellists has to hide and the others try to find it. <laughs> when the 
when they find him, they hide with him. Now, you, you in the audience can help by indicating when they're getting warm by your applause and when they're getting colder by groans. So I hope you'll help there. Now, Graham Garden, you're going to hide and the others will count to ten and, and then look. start looking. And they won't look. Hiding their, are they hiding their eyes? Right. They're all They're just not listening. <laughs> are you ready, Graham? Ah, oh, that's a clue. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Oh, it's one of them five, trick ones. Six, Ready. seven, eight, nine. It is one of them trick ones. Coming. All right. <laughs> You're bothering, are you? <laughs> Barry Cryer is now fine, Graham. Tim Brooke Taylor is now fine, Graham. He's hiding with him. That only Hello, leaves Tim. Willie Rushton. Excuse me, is this the... Oh, Graham! <laughs> Well, now they're all hiding. I suppose I'd better get them back, otherwise other chairman of panel games will want to do the same thing. So come on back, teams. We go on to the next round. Come on back. Damn good radio. Those of you who've been listening to that thrilling game at home, I should tell you that uh, Graham was hiding on the fifth floor of the post office tower. That's right. <laughs> right. Now we have a game called tag wrestling, and in this round I'm going to give each team <laughs> give each team the payoff of a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. And then when I feel like it, I shall press my buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take up the story but make it fit his punchline. You understand it, do you? More than I do. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give Graham and Barry their punchline now, and your punchline is as follows. It's a rice pudding, cried the policeman, waving his trombone. <laughs> Heard it. <laughs> and Tim and Willie, are you ready for yours? How yours? Waving. <coughs> waving, trombone. Okay. Yep. Tim and Willie, yours is... The queen disappeared into the bog. Very. Bright orange from head to foot. <laughs> this goes against well. the grain, Hump. I'm sorry. All right. You both got your punchlines. And to start working towards yours, Graham and Barry, will you start off now? Graham Garden. It was a bright day for the Metropolitan Police when Chris Barber joined their ranks. <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was giving a little concert in the Metropolitan Police Canteen over a cup of tea, which was being shared by several hundred sergeants and... Willie Rushton. 
There is perhaps in the whole of Southern Ireland no more grisly sight than a dead trombonist. <laughs> it was to Southern Ireland that Ellery Queen, a famed detective, set off to solve the amazing case of the stabbed trombonist and the bog. We'll be telling you all about this next week, but uh, tonight it's Chris Barber in the police. In the canteen, where, of course, they took truncheon vouchers, Chris was sitting, talking to his mate. His mate said, Chris, look so mussy, what are you doing here? He said, I'm engaged. Tim, why am I saying look so mussy when I should be saying whoops, dearie? Oh, you right old queen, he said. Why? Why? Are you, why are you getting that orange squash from the, uh, from the canteen? Why, he said. Why? Why am I getting that character now? Better. Why am I getting it? You ask me why? Why? This is him, listeners. Turning to Pinsy Barber, he said, you're sweet. To which, it's a rice pudding, cried the policeman, waving his trombone. Good heavens. No. Yes. 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 yes! 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 Massacre. Graham and Barry have to, to forfeit four marks there for catching the chairman unawares. So I'm going to give them another set of taglines oh. now. Mm-hmm. We're going to play another round of that. And this one, Graham and Barry, your punchline. It turned out to be the female contortionist who put a ferret in the surgical boot. He doesn't get a penny extra for this, you know. Put a ferret. It is ferret, isn't it, Hump? That's right. (laughs) Otherwise it would have been silly. (laughs) (laughs) Tim and Willie, here's yours. Ready? Yes. Right. You've cut me off, screamed the vicar. Sorry. We were cut off at the moment. You've cut me off, screamed who? The vicar. Well, he would. Dismounting from his pogo stick. <laughs> Notice Tumph always has a vicar in his yes, stories, yes. doesn't he? It's funny, though. Very Freudian. Yeah. Eaten days, you know. Back to the background, yes. Tim and Willie, you're going to start now towards your, pun- your tagline. Ah. <laughs> Whichever you like. It's a hard pogoing from the vicarage to the telephone box at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> but the vicar set off with some vigour. Down the hill towards the telephone box. Right. You're doomed. A hard pogoing it was. Too hard for the vicar, indeed, who plunged from his uh, instruments into the ditch, breaking his leg and necessitating the future wearing of a surgical boot for the rest of his days and this story. Uh, The travelling circus, which you may have noticed to the left of the hill. Here they come now. But by some miracle, (laughs) the vicar leapt from the ditch onto his pogo stick straight towards the telephone kiosk. But there was a lorry coming the other way. And just before he got there, the lorry went across him and the vicar shouted... (laughs) The vicar shouted, Arg! He'd been struck a sideswipe, a glancing blow by the lorry and fell back into the ditch right on top of a female contortionist. What? Good evening, madam, he cried. Good evening... Good evening, good evening, he said to the telephone operator, having staggered to his feet. <laughs> I'm trying to get through to the leg repairer at the next village. But he said, well, unfortunately... <laughs> oh! 
hole in one. Oh, good heavens. He said, turning to the female contortionist, not only have I lost the line that I was speaking on, I shall never use a telephone again in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But he lied. Pickers don't lie, Into the beast. telephone box. He said, can I have emergency? Nine, nine... You've cut me off, the beast said, dismounting from his pogo stick. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't know how you did it. Or why. Now... We come to the next round, which is rather wittily entitled Playing Tunes on Instruments You Can't Play. Very good. Each team will play a well-known tune in turn on the Swanee Whistle, and the other team will have to try and identify it. We're going to start with Tim and Willie, and you begin. Tim and Willie, you begin with your tune. Give us a a G. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. A one, two, a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. The audience obviously got it. Now, what about you, Barry? It's, and it's one of the Mozart violin concertos, but... <laughs> yes, but which one? I don't know which number. Oh, it was number 48. 48? Yeah. Well... No, Popularly we known as Swanee, How I Love You. Is Not that your final answer? Uh, I don't know. Oh! I thought it was a nose flute. I'm sorry about the next player. Is that it? It was it, though. Looks at audience. Audience, look back. <laughs> at this point, Chairman interrupts. Barry's crazy. got it. Colin Sell's going to... Barry's got it, you think? Let's see if he's got it. Well, Colin so Sell, will you play it. their tune on the piano properly? And it's Barry oh, Cry no, who Barry. gets the bonus point oh. there for having no idea what it was. And you won't like this very much. <laughs> Sorry we have a short that. pause. I'd better explain to you listening at home. Graham and Barry have had to go over and get the swanny whistles from uh, Tim and Willie, dip them in a glass of carbolic, which is on my desk here, <laughs> and they're now going to play their tune, which goes like this. Uh-huh. This is damp. <laughs> so would you be if I'd just blown down you? <laughs> Promise me reading promises. my mail again. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three.
Well, I can see from her... I can see from her sympathetic actions that at least one lady in the audience has, uh, has guessed what that one was. <laughs> can you, Timothy and William? Well, she's I a defrock Dagenham girl piper. It's easy yeah. for her. <laughs> it sounded like the clangers learned brain surgery. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Did we get it? No. Mm. Nearly. Is well, it on a nautical theme, by any chance? No, no. I spotted bits of a life on the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I recognised the yeah! at one stage, nothing to do with sirens or the Second World War. No. It seemed longer than the Second World War. But <laughs> I don't think we'll get this, do you, will you? Did Lionel I don't think you're going to get it often. Colin Sell, you'll have to come in, and the lady in the audience press, you can help out as well. <laughs> That puts Graham and Willie ahead, and we go on to the next round. That was, incidentally, the strippers, you probably recognise. Was it really? Yes, it <laughs> Now then. I not often, I don't I think. thought you'd just got hot humped. <laughs> we have... <laughs> Bad Penny Blues, come no, on. I'm very impressed, hump, too. <clears throat> we have uh, the game now, which is called Double Feature, and it starts from the uh, premise that the... the uh, international film industry is broke and on its uppers and therefore for economic reasons new films have to be remakes of pairs of old films and I want you to hear the resulting titles and I'll award points for well, uh, the usual and the usual number of points too. Tim, how about you? <laughs> um, yes, well they've, uh, they, what they're making up is a mixture of day for night, Robin Hood and Alice doesn't live here anymore. And the producer, actually, interestingly enough, is Robin Day, and it's in his bid for political <laughs> honours. And the film is called Day for Knighthood, or Robin doesn't live here anymore, so there. Very contrived. Ten marks there for, for the audience's rapturous reception of that one. Barry? Thank you, Mummy. Well, uh... I've got a bumper bundle, but self-praise is no recommendation. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I've I... taken five old films, actually, Humph, with your indulgence. If I could crave your indulgence, or would you rather crave you your own? the same number I've of marks, however many. Five films. What did you do in the war, Daddy? I'll be your sweetheart. I do, I do. Be my love, and ladies who do. And it's a new film called Dooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Yes, 16 marks for you. And Willie? This is um, a huge saving, this one represents. It's Royal Flash, Equus, <laughs> Donkey's Ears, The Four Horses of the Apocalypse, Scylla at the Palace, and they're putting it all together as racing from Windsor. <laughs> and Willie's won that round without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> This is where, in my script, it says that I go home so that uh, the teams can get on with their announcements, but I, as you may have noticed, I went home five minutes ago. 
The teams are going to give their announcements now for the arrivals at the Astronomer's Ball. Snap your garter now at Mr. and Mrs. Aza and their nudist daughter, Stark Aza, sometimes known as the Great Bear. Please, will you not laugh as they're very sensitive <laughs> at right. Mr. and Mrs. Ons of Light Years Away and their daughter, Millie Ons of Light Years Away. We kept our promise. <laughs> Hold your sides <laughs> as you welcome, please, Mr. and Mrs. Lobservatory at Greenwich and their son, Roy Lobservatory at Greenwich. Wandering, <laughs> lonely as a cloud, a short-sighted dwarf, J. Arthur Jodrell Bank. <laughs> Suspend, if you will, your critical faculties. All the way from Wales, Mr. and Mrs. Leebody and their son Evan Leebody. <laughs> A similar guest arrives, Mr. and Mrs. System and their daughter Stella, who with her heavenly body is the current Miss Universe. <laughs> Well, it's true. Rubbish, but here. <laughs> Rubbish, maybe. From Ireland, Mr. and Mrs. O. Centauri and their son, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> and his friend, Irish Stew. <laughs> oh, order round the room for the cabaret. Provided... Irish Stew. Yes. Oh, don't forget the Irish Stew. It's, <laughs> it's meteorite. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Asteroid reaction. <laughs> I trod on that, and I'm glad. <laughs> Will you welcome, please? Before you go out. Order before anybody the else brings them in, Mr. and Mrs. Cope and their son, Horace. <laughs> Order round the room for the cabaret, Sir William Haley and his comets. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, they're going well. Swanee whistles. Here come Mr. and Mrs. Tonight and their Russian princessly daughter on your stars here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Quick as you can, Humph. Mr. Stork. and Mrs. Zodiac and their children Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. It's not funny, but by golly, it finishes off the program. <laughs> right on cue. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I should tell you that the scores at this point have reached an interesting point. Graham and Barry are 66, William Tim 99. Or conversely... <laughs> we'll be back again next time, and until then, from all of us, goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Timber of Taylor and William Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Simon Brett.